The entire NBA is like The whole NBA is like Golden State Got DeMarcus Cousins And the whole league Is like Yeah Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast We got a lot in store for y'all today We got a big show coming for you Lots of moves in the NBA and the whole entire NBA world is like, oh, man, how could this happen? First, LeBron James. Now, we got Lance Stevenson, the GOAT, signing with the Lakers. We're going to talk about that. But most importantly, Boogie is coming to the Bay. And that really got everybody saying, yeah. So, Just sit back, relax. We're also going to talk about some Fab Five stuff. We got a big, big show for you. Where's Kawhi Leonard going to go next? And also, what is the NBA going to do to adjust to all of these moves? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, my brother? Hey, welcome back. We got Ian from the Vibes and Stuff podcast joining us for the new name to this podcast. Magnificent Vibes. Welcome all. We got a lot to talk about. Lots to get to, man. Lots to get to. It's been a very eventful uh, uh, free agency season, man. Man. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Took a week off because it, it actually was a blessing that we took a week off because so much has has transpired uh, since the you know all the signings that have gone on. But before we get into this, to start off our first segment, the only way we can celebrate all of these signings is, and I hope you can hear this, Ian. I'm going to uh, celebrate by playing this next track for us. Lance, make a dance. Lance, make a dance. Lance, make a dance. Lance, make a dance. Lance is in LA. All we do is dance. Let's go, LA. I am an LA Lakers fan now. Yo. He has a new sidekick by the name of LeBron James. Of course, man. Of course. Exactly. It's, it's in the GOAT, man. <laughs> sign, sign with the Lakers. Man, dude, let's, first of all, let's get on Indiana, man. Like, All right, let's go. And them, them turning their backs on, on, on Lance Stevenson and waving him, man. I, you know, yeah, y'all, y'all actually had a good good playoff run this, this past summer. And you just dashed all your championship contention hopes to pieces by turning your back on the GOAT, Lance Stevenson, man. Come on, this, man. This dude is a natural-born talent, man. He's he's not scared of LeBron James. Nope. Uh, uh, he's a fan favorite. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, like, like he, he gets out there and he gets it done, man. And, and exactly. y'all just going to throw all that away for what, man? I don't know what these GMs is thinking, man. But I'm going to get into that later in the show about these GMs, man. Because yeah. they're kind of the reason the NBA is – 
all these dominoes are falling the way they are. Um, exactly. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about that in our second segment in regards to the NBA making some adjustments, not just including not just, uh, Adam Silver, but well, all these NBA teams need to start realizing. Yeah, we definitely going to talk about that because uh, there's some things that I'm seeing uh, on the Internet, the reaction to all these moves. It's starting to irk me a little bit. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, man. Back, I mean, to your to your point with Lance, man, I mean, come on, Indiana. Y'all couldn't pay the man $4 million. What y'all spending y'all money on? <laughs> right, right. Who, 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 what? Yeah, exactly. Like, but that's like you said, man. They're cheap. Indiana is a cheap organization. Yep, man. you said that but last shout out, show. Shout out, shout out to the Lakers for having vision, man. Having yeah. vision and signing <laughs> the, born, the natural born talent, Lance Stevenson. Exactly. Yeah. Shouts out to with, Magic, man. You you gonna pair him off with LeBron James, man? So you know LeBron James, he'll of course he'll have to play second fiddle to Lance. Exactly. You know, but. You know that that's that's man. Shout out to them for that for having that vision. Man. That's 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 a dynasty waiting to happen right there. Exactly. If it wasn't for another team, but we'll get on that later. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, uh, with the the signing of Lance Stevenson, it's the perfect city for him to be in. You got the lights. <laughs> you got you got the the city lights. You got uh, a, a possible movie in the making. You got uh, Long Beach. You know what I mean? Hey man, you got it, Snoop. Yeah, exactly. Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Oh. Um, man, dude, Space Jam Three is happening. Lance Space. Stevenson was song. <laughs> yes, and you know what else is underrated about this move? When Lance Stevenson make one of those signature plays that he's always known for making, and he starts dancing down that court, you know who's gonna be sitting side court laughing at him? Jack Nicholson. Exactly, man. I mean, what better what better place for this man to be than La La Land, baby? This great, man is in man. the perfect great spot. Move. Yeah, great, great move. Great move. Great move. Great the move NBA by the Lakers. The NBA has been delivering all year, man. Exactly. They, they, they delivered with the playoffs, and now they're delivering with this free agency, man. Yep. Yeah. Everybody that, else gonna sleep on last man, but we know what it is. Exactly, we know what it I'm, is, man. I'm gonna write the I'm gonna write the Indiana Pacers a strongly worded letter. Man. <laughs> you gonna hey, you gonna go Dan Gilbert on them? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm around, man. <laughs> yeah, a strongly worded letter. Man. Yep, yep. That, that's unbelievable, man. That's unbelievable. But yeah, let's talk about the signing of his uh, sidekick, LeBron James. Uh, he made his announcement actually earlier than expected. He was, said he was going to make it uh, on July 4th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But he basically surprised the whole NBA world by saying, I'm going to be land sidekick. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts on that, man? What's your thoughts on, on L- him leaving Cleveland uh, to join the L.A. Lakers? Um, well, I, I I think it's clearly not a, a not a basketball move. I don't think basketball and, and, and being a championship contender was necessarily uh, the, the prime motivation for the move. I do believe him when he said, you know, his family had a great, you know, part in making this decision for him. Um, I think he's trying to just start the, the third chapter in his career, the, four, the fourth and final act of his career, actually. And, you know, kind of just set up roots where he kind of plans on retiring. You know, mm-hmm. Ron James has a lot of different irons in the fire um, and he probably just needs to be close to Hollywood to, to tend to his business. And I, I think that's more what the move is about, because, I mean, even 
even if say they somehow landed Kawhi, I still did not favor them to win the championship. Exactly. I, I agree with you. Now I mean, especially after what we're about to talk about next, but uh yeah, um and that's I mean, cool. So LeBron, this new chapter LeBron says he's at peace with, with his legacy and where it stands right now. And I actually believe him. Um, yeah, I think he's done enough. I think he's done enough to solidify himself into the Mount Rushmore of NBA. I mean, the man uh, is a mogul um, throughout the NBA. He has his own brand. The man is almost, I think he's probably, he's a billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done everything he could. Nine NBA Finals appearance, uh, three championships. It, uh, he's done enough. I feel uh, everything that he does now from this point forward is just stacking. You know the numbers. It's just going to be numbers falling on top of numbers. He's going to be breaking all types of records. I know people are going to try their best to resurrect the whole Mike Lebron thing, even if, despite. Uh, you know, him joining and, and with him joining the Lakers, it puts him in the perfect spot to <clears throat> resurrect the, that argument because he's again with a team that doesn't have much talent. So, uh, if he just if he somehow worked out a miracle, you know, yeah, if he somehow works out a miracle and wins a championship in LA, then you know, you're gonna hit those LeBron fans come back out of this. But what's what's really been funny is. I, I'm I'm still shocked that LeBron picked the Lakers because he's gonna forever be compared to other Laker greats. Um, yes and no. Yes, but I mean the main person they like you said the main person they compare him to is Jordan. So I don't think what uniform he puts on really makes a difference. I I, I do think that like you know. You do have this argument now. It's like, okay, who's better, him or Kobe? But Kobe, at the end, when it's all said and done, Kobe would have still done more for that franchise than LeBron is ever going to do at this point. Um, That's true. You know, I, I like I said, it's, this is to me. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be a basketball move, like or to be solely motivated about winning. Um, it just, you know, it just doesn't, man. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think my opinion on it is I think it's half and half. I think it's a basketball move somewhat. And then I think it's a move for, for to further his career. He also has his own uh, brand that he's trying to build. He's got move. He did good with the movie that he came out with a few, like it was like three or four years ago. It was like a little comedy that he did. Yeah. A little, you know, that, that I heard he was pretty. I didn't, I never saw the movie, but I heard he was pretty good in that. He wasn't. Uh, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but Space Jam, all this rumored Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 is turning to the detox of the NBA. It's like we've been talking about <laughs> Space Jam 2 for the last 10 years and it still ain't came out yet. So I'm, I'm still don't believe in Space Jam 2 coming out, even with LeBron going to L.A., uh, the CGI is so much different now than it was in the 90s when Mike shot it. And I, I, I think you can't duplicate it. You cannot duplicate a classic. It's like Sandlot 2. You know, no, nobody remembers Sandlot 2. Everybody remembers the first Sandlot. Yeah, man. So I, I didn't even know there was a Sandlot 2. Look it up, man. I couldn't believe it. I found out a month ago. I, <laughs> I, I, actually, I found, <laughs> I found out when, I think it was the 25th, 
so this is marks the 25 year anniversaries for that movie. I think it was a couple of months ago. Everybody was wearing uh, "You're Killing Me" small shirts and stuff like that. But I looked, at, I looked, I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that. I looked it up just to, you know, bring back some memories on YouTube. Some of the stuff that came up, and I saw in YouTube it said "Sandlot 2," and I'm like, wait a minute, is this a real movie? And I went on Wikipedia. <laughs> And it really was a Sandlot too. Same cast of characters. They were just teenagers at this point. And I was like, oh, man, I do not remember this. It probably uh, was garbage. Uh, okay. It was probably, man, one of those straight-to-DVD movies. movies. The straight to It probably was, too. Yeah. That didn't, that, I guarantee you that didn't come out of the theater. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, if, Le, if, if LeBron keeps thinking about making a Space Jam movie, this one might go to uh, DVD, too. Hey man, we got Lance in the pocket for that. Yeah, Space, Space, <laughs> Space Jam Three gonna be the best of all of them, baby. That's right, that's right. And you gotta. Here's the thing: you gotta have Barkley in it. Somebody's gotta take Barkley's. Uh, I don't know. Since he's not playing basketball anymore, they gotta find up a creative way of uh, tweaking Charles Barkley, the TNT Charles Barkley. <laughs> I, that would be funny. Are they gonna make him thin too? <laughs> <laughs> That would be a genius. That would be a genius. That, I, I, hey, you own the something, Ian. You own the something. <laughs> I like that idea. I don't know, man. That's going to take a lot of a lot of CGI. Right, right. It will. It will. Trust me on that. So here's my next question. Still sticking with the Lakers. We got the GOAT. They got LeBron James. They picked up Rondo. They picked up JaVale McGee. But this... This roster doesn't still is not right. Do you think? Do you see the Lakers making any more moves after this? Absolutely. From what I, from what I'm hearing, they're still going after Kawhi aggressively, um, which makes sense um, given some of the other moves that have been made in the NBA. Um, that I mean, <laughs> Paul George is already committed to uh, the OKC. You know, the Thunder. Now, the, the Rondo acquisition, to me, all that does is create flexibility to trade Lonzo Ball. That's what I honestly think is is is, is brimming. I, I don't see – here's the thing. Why would you draft Lonzo Ball? Magic sat there last year and said, this is my point guard of the future. Then you turn around and you pick up Rajon Rondo. I don't understand that. Like, yeah, they, they I understand. They might want to give him his walking papers, dude. Like, like the only issue is, like, his father's, like, Lonzo, uh, uh, LeVar Ball's antics have basically made his son untradeable. Like, what quality team would want to deal with that side show and that circus, man? Like, none. You know, I, I, I don't know who, you know, and I need who, no, no team in their right mind. But, like, Man, dude, they they're gonna try to unload him, man. Whoever's gonna whoever's gonna take him. That's true. That's true. And and, and another thing that uh, when it comes to Lonzo Ball, that no one's really talking about, kind of got swept under the rug through all this LeBron James stuff. He tore his meniscus, so we don't know if he's gonna be ready by training camp. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. So, so he tore his meniscus. Now teams really don't want him because he had the same problem with the same knee last year. 
came back. I felt like he came back too early. I felt like he should have just went and got the surgery and just killed the season because the Lakers wasn't going nowhere. But that's the mistake Lonzo made. Lonzo was trying to prove a point because his dad pumped him up so much. Had his dad never did that, I think he would have got this issue taken care of last year. Kind of like Ben Simmons. I'm like, like all these with Ben Simmons and, and Blake Griffin were a perfect example of players that said, hey, you know what? If I can't be 100% for my rookie season, I might as well just knock myself out. We're not going nowhere anyway. Let me get 100% healthy. Then I can get this thing cracking. Look, Lonzo didn't do that. And he, what made so wait, it worse. So was, he, so was he playing on? He wasn't playing on a torn meniscus, was he? He wasn't playing on a torn meniscus, but he, he was out for, I think, 15 games. Then he missed, like, another 15 or something like that. He missed a lot of games last year, all because of his one knee. And I think... Uh, I think it was more serious than what the Lakers put it out there to be. And then the next thing you know, he tore his meniscus. It's like, how did this man tear his meniscus two months after the season is over? Like, what? This is <laughs> it's kind of weird, you know. So now he's got to get the surgery, and they're saying that he'll be back by a training camp, but I doubt it if they're signing Rondo so quickly. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rondo is a veteran, man. Like, like he's going to demand certain things out of his teammates. Oh, yeah. At you know, um, other players just are not like like no. it's they they've been playing it real fast and loose in L.A. You know what I mean for the past year. They have <laughs> ever since Kobe left. It's just been it's like it's like yeah, when the cats away, the mice will play, man. They've been they've been playing real fast and loose in L.A., man. It's not a whole lot of accountability. Oh, that's about to change, man. But oh yeah. But the person I I, I feel the worst for, man, is Luke Walton, because the we in it the minute they their team drops under five hundred, they're gonna they're gonna start talking about firing him, man. Yep, it's it's, it's like Tyron Lue, David Blatt, Eric Spoelstra even went through it, and David uh, Blatt, Mike Brown, they fired him. They fired him when they were still in first place. They were in yeah. first place in the East, and they fired the dude. Which I thought was a bad decision by Cavaliers, but hey, it is what it is. I, I thought I thought David Black was no different from Tyron Lue. No, not at all, man. Not at all. Like different face, you know. Same same method, man. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I feel I do feel sorry for Luke because I actually think Luke is a good coach. He's a player's coach. Um, which is something LeBron James is used to having, which is a plus for him. But sometimes when it comes to player coaches, they get labeled as not being good um, X's and O's coaches. So now LeBron is in the same situation he was in. Now, I'm going to tell you who – I'm going to tell you. I'm going to have to apologize to Eric Spoelstra. I just want to use this opportunity to apologize as Eric Spoelstra. Eric Spoelstra, out of all LeBron James head coaches, I think he's the best head coach he's ever had. Uh, looking at what Spoelstra's done since LeBron left. He had, I, would, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I mean, Eric, I, I, I used to joke about – we me, me and you used to go hard on Eric Spoelstra back in the day. <laughs> we, did, we did. And and this dude can really coach. He can really coach. And I, I just felt like, you know, he just had that – demeanor about himself that that he was like that little boy in school that everybody liked to pick on he just had that face you know and you just he was just so easy to pick at whenever the heat was struggling but now like Eric Spoelstra is looking at it as an X and O's genius and it's like 
Why? Because he's got these young players in Miami playing, you know, spectacular basketball and getting them to the playoffs on a regular basis. So, honestly, if I had to choose out of all the coaches he had, Spoelstra has been his best coach. Yeah, I'll take him over Hoiberg any day. <laughs> right away. Right away. But I don't even want to talk about the Bulls. They, they're <laughs> oh. Anyway, that'll be in the second segment, too. We're going to include the Bulls in that talk, the conversation, too, as well. Um, uh, Now, let's talk about Golden State. Oh, my (laughs) God. Golden State, man. Dude, Rodney, I I, I hope I can say this on your show. I got two words, man. Go ahead. Nick. I like how you put the C in that, it, you know, for the, for the content <laughs> reasons. I, I appreciate that. My producers, pre- they just gave me a thumbs up in the background. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. thanks. All right. This is, a, this is a pop the trunk production, man. You know, we don't, I, <laughs> we don't prepare nothing, man. It's all off the cuff. Right, right, right. But, dude, dude, okay, I don't even know where to begin, man. You just added. Okay, y'all are the reigning champions. Year before that, y'all went 73-9. and nine. You just added arguably the best center in the league to your roster. They said they said that the Golden State Warriors are the first team in 40 years to have five that will have five All Stars. Mm-hmm. Was this the Boston Celtics of the 50s and 60s? Probably, man. Probably. Yeah. And they said that they are the first team in NBA history to have three players that average 25 points or more a game. Wow. Eight, so so yeah. here, here's here's why I'm not mad at the Warriors, okay? I'm not mad at them either, but go ahead. According uh, according to this article I just read on the score, no teams in the NBA including the Pelicans offered DeMarcus Cousin a deal or, or reached mm. out to him this, mm, this team mm, so far. Mm. Not one, not even not even the Pelicans. So he was basically saying he felt kind of hurt about it and the Warriors were the only team that reached out to him, so he was like, okay, fine. Okay, so if you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at these GMs. I can think mm-hmm. of at least teams that can use DeMarcus Cousins right now, mm-hmm. one of one of which being the Bulls. Yep. I want to hear – I don't want to hear all this stuff about, oh, uh, he will, his personality, I don't know if he's going to get along. It's like, who cares, man? Who cares? Like, like, get along with who, okay? Like, the dude puts up numbers. Like in the Bulls case, I know they 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 they're scared of their golden boy Hoiberg getting his feelings hurt by some player. That's why they got rid of Jimmy Butler. But mm-hmm. come on, man! Like you cannot you cannot pass up on a guy like that who who's a a a, a stat machine and and then get mad at the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors are making it so unfair. They they're they're making it. Young, uh, no one else is going to win. It's like, well, how come ain't none of y'all? No one else go after Demarcus Cousins. Exactly. Y'all gonna complain because they picked him up. Mm-hmm. Come on, man! Get out of here with that. these <laughs> GMs, dude. These GMs are out of their mind, dude. They're yeah. out of their mind with some of the moves they make. Dude, Golden State is the smartest organ. They next to San San Antonio to me, I felt like always respected their. Or I think they've had one of the greatest organizations in NBA history. The way they build, the way they orchestrate a team, I've never seen anything like it. But on the flip side, on a bargaining standpoint, I've never seen anything like Golden State GMs. These dudes said they were ahead of the game. They, they said that they're light years ahead. That's, remember that GM said that? We're light yep. years ahead. 
and they are. They're continuing to prove their point, and they're they're continuing to do the one. Everyone and all the haters that continue to hate on Golden State, and this man signed for a measly five point three million dollars. That's the and thing. it That's was the, the thing. it was what Golden State needed. They were weak in the post. They exactly. were weak in the post. How how are you going to get mad at an organization for signing a player for a position that was of need? This this not like they didn't. You know they could have signed Dwight Howard. They could have signed some other big man. But the best big man was available because nobody wanted him, and it was a here's, need. Here's the other. Here's the other hypocrisy that that's out there amongst the media. Y'all sit up and y'all dog Carmelo Anthony for, you know, staying with garbage teams that could basically give him a big paycheck, knowing yeah. that he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be a championship contender. He's not even going to sniff a ring. Yeah. Um, and y'all criticize Carmelo Anthony for just getting to the money. Here's a dude who's willing to take an extreme pay cut. Cool. He's, making, he's making less than a third that he was making with the Pelicans last year. He's taking an extreme pay cut to be a contributor on a, on a championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, so so how you know how are you going to get mad at that? Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what, how you get what, mad. What at it that. really, what they really mean to say is, oh man, why can't y'all let LeBron win another chip? Like that's, <laughs> that's that's what that's what they really mean to say. Yeah, that's what. And I see. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because I see something on the internet. Somebody posted a picture of all of the of the Golden State Warriors starting five, including. Marcus Cousins, and then they had LeBron James at the bottom and said, Golden State's building this whole entire team just to be one man. And I'm like, already- no, they already <laughs> beat him. What do you mean? They beat him with four. They beat him with three. They beat him with two. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, they, they, it's not about LeBron James anymore. Golden State is trying to take over the league for the next 10 years. They don't care about LeBron James anymore. That, they cared about that with their first title. And when they went 73 and, and, and nine and they were trying to, you know, beat the Bulls record. But at this point, it's like, man, we found the code. We, we have found the code to the NBA and they broke in that, in that code. And I, I, I need people to stop talking about this whole stop bringing up the whole. Oh, the NBA stopped the Hornets from making that trade for Chris Paul to the Lakers. But they let this happen. First of all, that was a trade. This is a free agent that chose to go to Golden State. That's a, there's a difference there. The NBA can't interfere with that. This man chose to sign with a team for way less amount of money for a team that was in need of a center. They lost yeah. JaVale McGee. Like, they needed to fill in that void. They, man, dude, was, I was just going to say, man, with Lance and JaVale, man. Oh, they, man. They, they 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 put together a shocked and a full all star team over there. But <laughs> let's let's I wonder if Kendrick Perkins is available. But hey. let's 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 get back to the Warriors, man. The Warriors, dude, the Warriors have, have formed the Monstars, dude. Like Yes, they, they have. They're gonna be so good next year, man. It's, to me it's gonna be so exciting to watch. I'm not one of those people, oh, well, you know, they, they're ruining the NBA and blah, blah. It's like, look, man, they were already dominant, man. Like, like all these people talk about the NBA being ruined. I dare you to say you're not going to watch the playoffs next year. I dare you to say that because you know you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and on top of that, I was watching a couple of uh, 
you know what else got me excited about next year? And then it, it, this was just the first day. Yesterday was just the first day of NBA Summer League. And I usually – I don't watch whole entire Summer League games. I just watch the highlights because it's really bad basketball if you sit back and watch it. But yeah. so far, this Jaron Jackson dude that uh, – who is he playing for? I forgot who he's playing for. Not, not uh, I, I watched Marvin Bagley's highlights. He looks impressive. Uh, Trey Young didn't have a good start to his Summer League. But this Jaron Jackson Jr., bro, this dude has a release out this world. This man hit eight threes. I'm like, man, there's going to be – this might be an exciting – another exciting rookie class coming out that's going to make the NBA even more compelling. So – and then on top of that, the compelling rookies that came out from last year, dude, the East is going to be – and I know I may I, – I, tw- I sent the text out the other night, dog in the East – uh, after the whole Lakers trade, I mean, after the Lakers signing uh, LeBron James, yeah. But, but I will say this: the East is going to be a lot more exciting because even though it's not as good as the West, it's going to be competitive because we don't know who's going to take over the, the the East. We got Philly, we got Boston, Milwaukee's on the come up. This this shoots up a lot of teams now that LeBron James is gone. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm real curious to see. I, I did want to do a, a, a episode on like three three teams in each conference to watch out for. Yeah, you know, in, in the next season, I, I'm curious to see what what Detroit is going to do. Um, how me they too. Kind of like retool everything over there, man. Don't even talk to me about the Raptors, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. They they don't deserve they don't deserve <laughs> airtime, in my opinion, man. No, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see them. I don't want to look at them. I don't want to hear Drake. None of that. Like, <laughs> you don't want to hit Scorpion, man? No, no, no. Zero interest in that. Zero interest. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're just they're, – they're losers at heart. I, I'm not even going to get into that. But, yeah, man, go, go, going, back, going back to Golden State, man, just – oh, my God, dude. Y'all, oh, I'm y'all, glad you mentioned the East, too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to tell you who, who gets the donkey of the week, too. For not making a, <laughs> a push for Cousins, it's the Washington Wizards, man, bro. Uh, Marcus Cousins uh, used to play with John Wall in college. Y'all let go of Martin Gortat. Y'all need a big man. Yeah, you mean to tell me? I think they would need more than Cousins to be a be a contender man like i just i'm not a believer in bradley bill man something about that dude i just don't yeah i know you don't like bradley (laughs) i forgot you don't like bradley bill yeah so hey but i'm i'm just saying i'm saying i I ain't even mentioning bradley bill i'm just saying a whole john wall demarcus cousins effect you know bringing two guys that used to play in college together made a nice little uh yeah john wall john wall was a legit baller um yeah I, i forgot they got they let gortat go but yeah, right. it, it would take a little more, man. Like, I, oh I yeah, think, it definitely I would. Think Bradley Bill is the weakest link, man. Like with that, he looked like the type of he looked like the type of dude to go to the local <laughs> pool and wear his drawers under his swim trunks. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just he just got that face, man. Just, <laughs> so 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 he's your he's your Raymond Phelps. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not, not quite. He's not that low. Okay. Not quite. Okay. Like, oh man, ain't, ain't nobody got nothing on Raymond Field, man. No, nah, man, that dude. 
I'm telling you, man. I ain't want to get started on Raymond Felton. I'm sorry. Uh, if they, if Golden State, the, the, I mean, not Golden State, OKC, you know, they signed Paul George. Congratulations to Paul George. He's officially at the trap house with Westbrook, <laughs> listening to trap music. You know, yeah, it, that, that's the trap house over there. You got Carmelo Anthony about to be chilling, getting paid another thirty million. But if they don't let go of Raymond Felton, and and they could find a much better backup point guard. For Russell Westbrook, then yeah, they probably they Raymond probably Felton. fan of peanuts though. Like, yeah, but they need they need to get rid of him before he start get back to eating the ho hos again, like he yeah. in New York. Because <laughs> <laughs> that dude is garbage. I'm sorry. They they can find another get C.J. Watson. I mean, somebody <laughs> get, get Jeremy Lin. They Robinson. They Robinson is in the big three, cutting, chopping it up. Get this man out the big three and and let him be. Uh, Russell Westbrook's backup. If they're going to compete in the West, they got to get rid of Raymond Felton immediately. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> By the way, this just in. Derrick Rose tore his index after signing a contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves out for the season. All right. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I just had a. Uh, we, we were on the topic of point guard, so I had to, you know, throw in a Derrick Rose. Hey, man, but I believed you for a second, man. Like, <laughs> Ain't that sad? Ain't that sad? I, I honestly <laughs> believed you. I was like, oh, okay, well, that new there. <laughs> that's new yep. Hey, hey that's sad. On that, folks was on that Inglewood diet, man. <laughs> Flaming flame Hots and Fritos, man. Right, right, right. So, uh... Now that we're done with that, we got, we're going to go into our second segment. We're going to talk about what adjustments do the NBA need to make. And what is, what is first of all, we go into, before we even go into that, what is it that the NBA, that, that teams in the NBA should have done during this free agency? What, to not allow this whole entire thing to happen. Stop worrying about chemistry and who's going to get along with who and who has a bad attitude. And go after the right players that you can afford. It is a travesty that nobody outside of the Golden State Warriors offered DeMarcus Cousins a deal. This dude yeah. is the best five in the league. Um, the, the league has nobody to blame but themselves for that. Mm-hmm. Like you telling me, you telling me the Bulls can't you can't use him right now? <laughs> you telling me the um, uh, 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 the Indiana Pacers or the New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets? Somebody's had the Hornets. Somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks could have used them. Orlando. Uh, it was a lot of good, a lot of good teams. A lot of teams that Portland, need, that Portland are trying really, to get back. Well, he would have been great in Portland. Oh, Portland could have definitely used him. They that was their glaring weakness was in the post. You know, yeah, man, the league got nobody to blame but they self. Shout out to the to, to the Warriors for, for, for making that happen, man. And, they did it again. And keeping it, yeah, keeping the game exciting. Shout out to shout out to the Lakers for having the vision to sign to sign uh, the Goldland Stevenson. Exactly. Um, you know, shame on everybody else, man. That's yep. what I'm yeah, I agree. You know, now you posed the question: Where does Kawhi go at this point? Does it does it even matter? I don't think it matters anymore. I thought about that question. I thought about talking about that question, but then I'm, the more we talk about Dcuz and, and 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 Lance the Great, like it don't make a difference where Kawhi Leonard go. He's not going to win a title. 
if he goes over to the Celtics, I would. That's what I'm rooting more for for him to go to the Celtics, so it can make the East a little bit interesting. But I, I, I just don't. See, I don't want him to go to the Lakers, man. It's it, it and all it's going to do is. I mean, it, it'll make it interesting. I, I'm gonna watch the Lakers regardless, whether it's whether Kawhi Leonard's there or not. I'm gonna still watch the Lakers because LeBron and, and Lance is over there. But I, I'm 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 I just fear that the addition of Kawhi Leonard is going to interfere with with my boy Lance Stevenson doing his thing. I, I just don't like that. I don't like that. I, I'm, I, I'm I'm in total agreement, man. Get it, get that man, get that man in the space to to ball. Yeah. Let him ball out, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lance is a good defender. He 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 he's he plays shutdown defense. He gets triple doubles for you. He's gonna throw lots of lobs to LeBron James, lots of lobs to Jamel McGee, man. We don't need to, you know, him and Rondo in the backcourt together. I don't I don't wanna add Kawhi Leonard to that. He's plus he's too quiet, you know. He he he, he doesn't dance enough for me. Like get get him get hey. Like, this is what we talked about. Remember the last episode of Game of Zones? Who got past the soul box? The Boston Celtics. It's the perfect location for him. He can go ahead and, and, and go to Boston and just do his have his career there. I don't wanna see I don't wanna see that in LA. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um now you you, you brought up improvements that need to be made next season. Another improvement I, I think um, they need to do is they need to rework the playoff season. Yes. Especially with the, the changes uh, yeah. that we just saw in free agency. Like, I don't want to see, man, dude, I just don't want to see um, the Charlotte Hornets or the uh, <laughs> who else, man? You know, the, the, the Miami Heat. Orlando or the, Magic. Or the Washington Wizards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Squeak their way into the playoffs because, you know, they took advantage of a weak conference. You know what I mean? And they're right. they're, they're a 500 team or 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 barely above one game above 500, and they squeak into the playoffs. Man, that's good basketball. Like yeah. just just do one through 16 seating, and you know go from there, man. And and another thing they need to do, which I think is coming, they need to just go ahead and legalize gambling, man. I, man, I you can't. I I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know, they they've they've. I believe they've. Of course, they've already done it in Vegas. But if they opened it up and and, and kind of, um, you know, they were able to monitor it and regulate it, uh, uh well, you know, online, I guess, um, you know, it would it would do a lot for it would do a lot for ratings and it would do a lot for just the just the amount of eyes on the league. I mean, look at, look at fantasy basketball. Like, like, yeah. like 10, 15 years ago, you, someone probably would have laughed at that concept. Right. You know, but look how popular fantasy basketball is. Yeah. I used to be in one, a couple of them and it's, it's, it's pretty intense, you know, um, not the gambling ones just to clean that up. Right. Right. I, I got you. Just, you know, we, 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 we a PG show over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we don't want to encourage any vices. Exactly, but, exactly. Um, you know, just as far as making money for the league, you know, I think the league's going to continue to make money regardless. But I think if they open that door up, man, like, you know, I don't know, man. Sky, the sky's the limit for the NBA. 
Yeah. And, and you know what else? I thought here's, here's a couple of things that I agree with you as far as the one through 16 seed. And I've been wanting that for years. I feel like it, it makes it better. I'm tired of seeing 50 win teams not make the playoffs. The Nuggets, I thought, were a very good basketball team. I felt like if they had got to the playoffs, they would have done a lot more damage than Minnesota. Uh, they would have gave Houston a much tougher first round matchup. But we didn't get a chance to see that because of this stupid West Coast, East Coast stuff. So I think one through 16 seeding needs to happen. Here's another thing that I think the NBA needs to adjust. They, in order to avoid tanking, I think they need to give the teams that don't make, make it to the playoffs an even amount of lottery balls. That way that no one's guaranteed a number one pick. We don't know who the number one pick is going to be. Oh. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be dope. Yeah, because it's like now teams can't. Oh, we got a tank. We we're, we're gonna play for the, the the next best player. We got Zion Williamson that's over in Duke now. Uh, I'm sure, depending on how Coach K works with him, he could be a possible number one pick next year. And so teams are gonna try to plummet to get him. So I would eliminate the whole the worst team in the league gets the most lottery balls. Just give everybody an even amount that didn't make the playoffs. And then that will make each season a lot more interesting and it will balance the scale of competition. Once all of these players get old, LeBron, you know, LeBron's not going to be in the league forever. Golden State's going to be taking over for the next few years. It's like, try to think about your future 10 years from now, NBA don't think about just what's going on now. Think about what's going on in the future. And so that's that's what I think needs to happen for the NBA to – and honestly, I don't think nobody's lost interest in the NBA. The NBA is going to be fine regardless. People are going to watch Golden State. People are going to watch L.A. People are going to watch Philadelphia and Boston next year once Kyrie Irving and, and Jason – I mean, Gordon, whatever his name is, Hayward gets back. And wherever quiet Leonard ends up, people are going to watch. So the interest is not going to leave, but to make it even more exciting, they need to add this one through 16 seeding. I actually watched a video on YouTube not too long ago. Uh, Dom 2K, I think I told you about him. He put out a very intriguing argument about the whole LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan debate, which it was a drop the mic video. It was an excellent video that he put together. But he also put together a video, what if conferences were eliminated? Who would rank here? Who would rank there? And he made his predictions. It was pretty solid. And I'm like, man, some of the matchups in that was, I was like, man, I would love to see that. I would pay this. I, I would love to see uh, Cleveland play Portland in the first round. Like that's, you know, I'm talking about back when LeBron was with Cleveland. You know, that would be great to watch. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like they, they, they need to find a way to make that happen, man. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, so, yeah, NBA do something, man. I mean, the gun's at your head now. Golden State is 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 basically taking over. Uh, Lance Stevenson's about to take over. Y'all got to figure out something if y'all going to keep this, this league interesting. But as far as this season goes, we, we got it. We got it. Please, I beg of you, NBA, I got one more request. This is what's gonna. This is another thing that's gonna make 2018 and 2019 interesting. Golden State versus the Lakers on Christmas Day. 
Lance Stevenson is the headliner. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and, and 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 just put the whole start when y'all when y'all promote it. Lance Stevenson highlights, Golden State highlights. That's it. <laughs> That's hey, it. Hey, 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 Ronnie. Matter of fact, I think they should rename the team to Lance Stevenson and the Lakers. <laughs> Oh man, that sounds amazing. That's like the five heartbeats all over again. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be amazing. Hey, you heard it here first. NBA, get it done right now. The ratings are it'll probably be the most watched Christmas game in NBA history. I, I guarantee it. I watch I, it too. And, and I hope does does Christmas fall on a Sunday? Well, my meeting's on Saturday, so I don't know what time your meeting is. Oh man, I, I got some changes coming down the line with my meetings, man. Oh, okay. So, hey, yeah, it I, is what it I is. I can't discuss that right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next segment, uh, Chris Weber, Jalen Rose. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna talk about the Fab Five, and for those uh, young people that don't know, the Fab Five was one of the greatest college teams to ever play. They didn't win a championship, but who cares? If, if, if you don't know who the Fab Five are, you're you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, yeah, you need to go ahead and listen to some trap podcast or something like that. <laughs> trap podcast, <laughs> trap basketball, and trap basketball. That's what you need to listen to. But yeah, Chris, well, if you haven't watched the documentary uh, that came out back in 2011, uh, the Fab Five documentary, please take two hours of your time and watch that documentary. It's one of the best documentaries ever made talking about the Fab Five, their journey, and what led to their rise and what led to their fall. And pretty much they fell hard, very hard, not just on the, the basketball court, but outside of the basketball court, as Chris Weber had reportedly took some money from Ed Martin, along with other Michigan players, including Jason Jalen Rose, including Jimmy King. And they went to the grand jury, Jalen and all of them told the truth to the grand jury. Chris Weber went to the grand jury during the 2002 um, playoffs and lied to the jury. He got suspended the following season. And later, I think what, uh, two, that was 2003. So here we go, 2011. So that's what, eight years later, they come out with the documentary. Jalen Rose calls out Chris Weber in the documentary that Chris Weber was not a part of. He refused to be a part of and said that he needs to apologize to the Michigan organization, to Michigan University, to Steve Fisher, the head coach, and to Ed Martin's family for lying about not taking that money. And Chris Weber and Jalen Rose have developed a huge rivalry since 2011 and have not talked to each other until last week. And you saw the Sway interview, right? Yeah, I did see the Sway interview. I didn't see it. So when, when did they speak? Was this a private conversation? Or was so this was a this was a conversation that he had on the Sway show. He basically said that uh, Jalen Rose used the Fab Five documentary to boost his uh, ESPN career. Yeah, I, I, I hate to choose sides in this, man, because it's like. You know what I'm saying? You, I'm 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 such a fan of all five of them, but like Chris Weber needs to stop acting like 
Um, I'm trying to think of a nice uh, 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 family-friendly word here, man, but he just needs to stop acting like a punk over this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are the one who lied to a grand jury. You are the one who, who basically set the ball in motion that got all y'all's banners taken down. You were the one who was still who were taking gifts from Ed Martin. You were the one who 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 declined to have any part in the Fab Five documentary and to speak your piece and to get your your version of the facts out there. You were the one who were turning down invitations to show up with the other four at Michigan games for reunions. So it's like, stop trying to make this about Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose has had a, a career in media for a minute now, dude. Like yeah. he had a career in media long before the Fab Five documentary came out yep. so you know what, what are you talking about dude like like chris weber J- jalen rose is clearly the most vocal out of the group out of the five and mm-hmm. he's just going he's he's very i think he's a very genuine person he's going to say whatever comes you know to mind and, and it what's in his heart and i think that rubs chris weber the wrong way and i i think there's part of it too is chris weber is a little embarrassed about how the whole michigan thing went down yeah, you know, with, with the timeout uh, game that he called, you know, with the um, uh, 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 the, uh, the the grand jury proceedings and all of that, and them never really winning the title. Like, I think he's embarrassed of the whole Michigan experience a little bit and never really wanted – once he got into the league, into the NBA, he kind of wanted to distance himself from that. Yeah. But, you know, people just are going to associate you with that team. Like, right. It's – as much as they're going to associate your NBA career. So, you know, get over it. Get out of your feelings. Jalen Rose didn't do anything dirty. He didn't do anything underhanded. He didn't do anything that you didn't know he he, he wasn't going to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, get over it, man. Get over it. I agree. It. I agree. And another thing uh, about this whole Chris Webber, um, Jalen Rose thing is I honestly feel like um, – Jalen Rose have stuck in out the olive branch to Chris Webber. Now, there was another interview that Chris Webber had with Reggie Miller on the Dan Patrick show. I Chris saw that. Webber explained in that, in that interview, which I thought was a better interview than the Sway interview, um, because it was more genuine. It was a more genuine Chris Webber. The Chris Webber that was in the Sway interview, it was kind of emotional. It was kind of like, like he was on a, you know, he was just having a bad day and he just was talking off the top of his head. But this, the, 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 the Dan Patrick interview was better. And a lot of, he said a lot of things that, that, that kind of resonated. One of them had to do with, he, he only, he nitpicked though. He kind of nitpicked. He picked, he nitpicked one situation and tried to justify what he's done as a whole. So you had mentioned the whole thing about the Fab Five reunions and all that. And he didn't come. And a lot of that had to do with him being banned from the Michigan uh, university, the ban wasn't lifted yet, but th- even after the ban was lifted, he rejected those offers. So he tried to use that as an excuse. Remember when Michigan and Louisville played in the NCAA championship, and you saw the half of the Fab Five. You saw all. Uh, you saw Jalen. You saw Ray. You saw Jimmy and 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 Juwan. And, and Juwan they all standing there. They got their Fab. They, they got their Michigan stuff on. They cheering on the team. And then you see Chris Weber coming out of a car with his wife and he's walking, but he's, you don't, they're not showing where he's walking to. And so he kind of used that in the Dan Patrick interview to say, Hey, you know, I was still banned from, from Michigan. So what y'all wanted me to do, 
you know, everybody's crying over this. It's like, man, I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. And it's like, no, that's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. What's happened since then? That was back in 2013. Here we are five years later, and you still haven't talked to anybody from the Fab Five. Now, he said he talks to Jawan Howard. He said he talked to Ray. But why are you not talking to Jalen? What did Jalen do wrong? All four, all, all of those guys were in that documentary with Jalen Rose. So why are you mad at just Jalen? Because he's the one that vocally said that you need to apologize. He was being a true friend out of all the other Fab Five members and saying and telling you what you need to do, but your pride won't allow you to fess up and say, you know what, Jalen, you're right. I do need to apologize and make this right. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Weber is in his feelings, man. Like, you know, he needs to get over it. He's he's clearly the issue here. Um, that's all I got to say, man. He is. He is. And 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 then uh, another interesting thing. Now I mentioned Jim Harbaugh. I'm gonna mention Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has never played a lick of basketball on a professional level, but Jim Harbaugh extended the invitation. To, for, to Chris Webber to play as an assistant coach for one of their games as an honor to Chris Webber. I felt like that was a mistake by Jim Harbaugh. I feel like, Jim, you, you went to Michigan in the, in the late 80s. You're, you know, Michigan Wolverines, they have this, this aura about themselves as a family. You know, Charles Woodson, all those guys, they are family. They stick up for each other. They're, they are family. You can't say anything bad about each other when it comes to the Michigan Warriors. It's kind of similar to oh, whoever went to Ohio State, you know, it's, or whoever went to Duke. You know, it's a brotherhood outside of just no matter what year you play, if you're in that Michigan family, you're a part of a brotherhood. And I felt like Jim Harbaugh should have extended the invitation to all of the Fab Five instead of just singling out Chris Webber and Xing out the rest of the Fab Five is kind of like, all right, well, now well, you're kind of I mean, rekindling the fire there. Could he could he even really do that technically or did, would he only be allowed to invite one? Um, well, I honestly, I felt like if he wanted Chris Webber to coach, I would throw this in here. If I'm Jim, Jim Harbart, I would throw this in here. Hey, how about during halftime when you helping me coach? You and the rest of the guys, Jalen and all them, you know, before the game, work out our differences. We talk it out or, you know, some maybe a week or two prior to that game, we, t- we get together, we talk things out. You coach the game. You help me coach the game, the first college game in Michigan. And then in halftime, y'all come back out and, and introduce y'all, you know, have a big ceremony for the Fab Five during halftime. Something like he – Jim, you know, you know it's beef there. So you know you rekindle something. I think if Jim never extended this invitation to Chris Webber, all of this stuff wouldn't have never happened. Chris Webber would still be stuck in his feelings, not talking to the media about it and everything. But, you know, of course, and then too, Jalen Rose also made a good point. Chris Webber, another factor in this is that Chris Webber has been denied the Hall of Fame his last two ballots, his first two ballots. So he's trying to push. And I heard he's got a book coming out, too. So he's trying to make that push to get into the Hall of Fame. He's doing whatever he can to right his wrongs. But the only way you can right that wrong is by apologizing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
if he does that, he gets in the Hall of Fame. I think that's the biggest reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Not his NBA career, because the Hall of Fame is based off your whole entire basketball career. And, and it's and it's some politics involved. And it is politics, definitely is some politics. Uh, Dude, Yao Ming is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and that's on it. That's honestly, Chris Webber should be in the Hall of Fame over Yao Ming. Grant Hill's in there. How Grant Hill only had one great part of his career. He came back, thank goodness, but he wasn't the same after he came back from all those ankle injuries. And he was just a role player. Uh, Tracy yeah. McGrady never got out the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Chris Webber came close to beating, a, 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 almost ending a dynasty in the Lakers in the early 2000s. Like, he resurrected a Sacramento franchise that's now a laughingstock in the NBA since he left. Like, yeah, absolutely. He has a lot of arguments for him to be uh, in the Hall of Fame, it's just, except that dark cloud that was his college career. And that was it. That's the only thing. Yep. Fix it, man. Fix it. Confess your sins, Weber. <laughs> Go to the brothers, Weber. Go to the brothers. <laughs> right, right. Go to Make the brothers, right, Chris. Man. Make, Make it, it right, right, man. Repent. They'll readjust <laughs> your thinking. So to conclude the show, man, Ian, you, you had mentioned to me something. You wanted to give out one more award before we uh, conclude. Yeah, one, one more award I, I forgot to give out. It, it slipped my mind. It's 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 called the let me get my let me let me get my audio together here. It's called the Ain't Nobody Coming to See You Otis Award. <laughs> you know, we we've all seen the Temptations, man. We we all know the infamous scene where, yep. where, where David Ruffin gives some straight talks to, to Otis and Blue, man. It straight up tells him, man, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Right. So, um, <laughs> this goes to this goes to players in the league who might have had some sort of uh, uh, big ticket draw at one point or who have a, in, in their, maybe in their mind, a, a self-inflated uh, a, a view of importance. Mm-hmm. Um, but ain't nobody coming to see them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, my first, my first uh, uh, nominee is Kevin Love. For oh, the, my God. Cleveland Cavaliers. They, they, after LeBron left, they came out. They put out two two stories. First, they came out and said, "Oh yeah, we definitely want to keep Kevin Love." Then they said, "Then they said, oh yeah, well actually, we thinking of trading him." Mm-hmm. Man, dude, trade I remember him back, those reports. Trade him back to Minnesota, man. See what happens, man. Kevin Love, man, ain't nobody coming to see you. Nah, <laughs> and it's already a dysfunctional family in Minnesota, so he's gonna be coming back to a bunch of dysfunction there anyway. Right, and he can't like, even play defense, so Tom Thibodeau's gonna hate him. Right, right, right. It, 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 like, like, send him, send him somewhere, man. Trade him. Fall, I, well, I care. Um, yeah. Julius Randle, man. He just signed. He just signed a two-year, eighteen million deal with the Pelicans. That, that surprised me. Like, the, the Pelicans, you know, uh, uh, took that gamble with him, so to speak. Because um, to me, he he still hasn't really done anything. He hasn't really proven his medal yet in the NBA. But mm-hmm. you know. I get it. You got to look out for your for your money, pay your bills, and all of that. But at the end of the day, Julius Randle ain't nobody coming to see you. No, no, no. Have fun with with Nico. Exactly. <laughs> who's another Who's another guy that that deserves that award too? You know, right, right now. After getting knocked out by uh, Bobby Portis. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, another ain't nobody coming to see you nominee, man. Carmelo Anthony, man. 
Oh my God! Oh, I, I think that's the winner right there. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, man! No, that ain't the winner. That ain't the winner. He's oh, he ain't the winner. winner. What? He's runner up. Okay, um, I'm listening. Uh, so the 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 winner of the ain't nobody coming to see you Otis Award to me, man, it's gotta be Javale McGee, man. <laughs> you leave, <laughs> you leave, you leave a championship contender. Yeah. Okay. They they probably could have paid him peanuts, kept him, and still got Demarcus Cousins. But you leave them to go to the Lakers to join up with LeBron James. You know, yeah. after after you've been fortunate enough to get two rings with the Golden State organization, um, you know, I don't know if he thinks he's going to be a marquee player there. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench or if he's going to start. I really don't know. But you know, if if he thinks he's going to be a a big ticket draw let me let me play the audio for you javel mcgee hold on <laughs> classic classic that, that's all i got to say man that's all I, ain't nobody coming to see javel mcgee we coming to see we coming to see lance and we coming to see lebron In that <laughs> Hey, that's okay. I'm definitely going to be coming to see Shaq and the Fool next year because there's going to be a lot of those highlights <laughs> right, right, <laughs> in a Lakers uniform. Shoot, man. Go ahead and sign Kendrick Perkins while you at it, man. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. He like to, he like to go where LeBron go. Yep. Kendrick Perkins, uh, Lance, and uh, JaVale, man. Shaq and All-Stars, man. Exactly. As a matter of fact, you can have LeBron James in there because I don't know if you saw the last episode of Shaq and the Fool, but he was actually – uh, a runner-up to Joel Embiid for Shaq in the Year <laughs> Award. Oh, man. So so you got a whole Shaq in the Fool squad in L.A. <laughs> with one GOAT. And that right, is wait. my boy Lance Stevenson. The GOAT, man. The one and only. Exactly. We'll end the show on that note. Check out the Vibes and Stuff podcast. Uh, we had an excellent episode last night. I actually uh, jumped in and tagged along on that episode. So uh, listen to that as well. And um, Again, Ian, appreciate you stopping by. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me, man. Always appreciate it. And this is the Magnificent Vibes Podcast signing off until next week, y'all. See y'all later. Peace.